Successful marketers have a secret they don't want you to know about, and that is they learn the psychology behind marketing. The vast majority of marketers aren't psychologists, but many successful marketers regularly use psychology in appealing to customers and consumers. As today is Black Friday around the United States, it seemed appropriate to talk about certain psychological strategies marketers deploy. That includes, but is not limited to, the psychology of color. Smart, skillful, honest marketers use psychology legally, ethically, and respectfully to attract and engage consumers and compel them to buy. Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we too will offer the business staples. In addition, we'll offer up a smorgasbord of special business strategies too. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Welcome to another episode of the Business Buffet, and thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, you've had a chance to visit our website at www.businessbuffet.page and see all the fun my partner in crime is having creating fun episode-specific images. Anyway, I'm Phil Anderson, and with me is my aforementioned partner in crime, Ed Bejarana. How's it going Ed, today, Ed? You know, it's doing pretty good. I'm still recovering a little bit from the cold, so pardon the voice, but... All in all, things are great. That's fantastic. I'm still working on the word smorgasbord without going smorgasbord. And yet it's such I hear a beautiful it. word. No, it's just, yeah, no, you love it. <laughs> As today is, uh, uh, we, we are, have published this on Black Friday. Uh, it, when I found out that this episode was going to drop today on Black Friday, I thought, why not talk about the day? That is basically the Super Bowl for marketers, the day after Thanksgiving. I think the only other day that would be more important, and that is debatable, would actually be Super Bowl Sunday. So the term Black Friday contains black, and I don't want to get into whether black is a color or not, but it implies color. And when we talk about certain psychological strategies and tactics marketers you know, deploy, they can include the psychology of color. Am I right or wrong about that, Ed? You're totally right. You know, color has such an emotional impact. If you're not thinking about the emotion that you want to convey to your customers, you're missing most of the sales presentation. Well, and it's and it's completely visual, and that's generally what catches someone's attention first. As so much goes into marketing, um, uh, you know, brand and strategy. I'm taken back when my clients are surprised when I ask them about the colors they want to use and why. So, Ed, did you think about the psychology of color when creating your logo or even when you're working with developing clients' websites? Does color come into play at all? It did, absolutely. In fact, go going back a little bit, I don't want to belabor this point, but when I was a younger man still playing music professionally, uh, I was very, very keen on music color pitch theory and uh, as a result when I was creating the colors for Zenith exhibits I actually had music in mind not that I was going to create uh, a, a theme song if you will but I, I knew the music that would be appealing to my target customer and I knew what color was associated with that 
style of music and those tones. And therefore, when I created my colors for Zenith exhibits, it was totally based around color theory. Interesting. Uh, but, uh, you know, along with uh, music, too, right? I did, although I, I never did a theme song okay. or, or a jingle for Zenith exhibits. But I, um, you know, I certainly have a musical genre in mind for my target customer. So I thought really carefully when I de developed my logo. And so just for those that don't know, my logo is purple and gold. Purple exudes creative, imaginative, which in social media um, marketing and managing, you know, the creative is important, so is imaginative. Wise, sophistication, royalty, upper class, all of those, among other things, um, are, are part of the color purple. The gold conveys optimism and clarity and warmth, but truth be told, and our friend Jeff Conroy will cringe at this. I went with purple and gold because of the University of Washington Huskies. Big fan of the Huskies. Hashtag go dogs. Oh, Just saying. You know, at least you're not one of those typical football fans that fall out of favor when the team really sucks. Well, and this has been a tough year for, for Husky football. It's supposed to be so much better. But I digress. I was the one who brought it up. You know the best part about football? Just just to throw it aside. <laughs> sure, what? Corn dogs and beer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or or corn nuts, too. Buffet. Business, Business buffet. 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 And we'll get into how we even named our uh, podcast at some point. Maybe around Christmas. Anyway. Um, but, oh, so... Color is only one aspect of the, psycho the psychology behind marketing, and color can be too dependent on personal experience to the universally translated to specific feelings. Um, what that means is, I, I think that there are other things that get invo that go involved get involved in marketing. Color is certainly uh, important, but what are other ways psychology plays into marketing? Well, you know, getting back to your point there, I mean, color is a snapshot. That's like the overriding personality or, or feeling of the target customer. But there's a lot more emotion that goes into this. I mean, be besides being royal, for example, your purple color, mm -hmm. there's, there's a sense of royalty, the sophistication, wisdom. Um, when you add to it the gold, now we're starting to com make some complex assignments to the personality. So is there motion? What is the type of icon? What font are you going to be using? Exactly. Carrying the visual perspective through. This is even before words are recognizable. The color, the layout, the format, everything comes into play and really plays on the target customer's mind long before we even get to the point of trying to sell something to them. Exactly, exactly. And so when we talk about the different psychological uh, strategies and, and tactics used by marketers, the, the go-to one is the emotion and pain points, right? Absolutely. So have you used, like, what are some of the, the, the key emotional pain points that you've used when you are doing your marketing for your clients and yourself? Well, you know, my, my color is blue, and it, it's a specific shade of blue, but uh, enjoyment, the most important element. And, and you've been around me enough, and those listening who know me uh, witnessed this firsthand. When I go to a networking meeting mm -hmm. or, or uh, uh, not necessarily a direct sales call, although even in a one-on-one -on -one environment, 
this basic philosophy holds true. I want people to be happier, just in general, after they meet me than before. I want somebody to, when they're done listening to whatever I'm saying, I want them to say, man, <laughs> I just want to spend more time with that individual. I want to get to know them a little you, bit. You better. want to raise the bar of fun. And I use comedy. I use humor as my marketing crutch, if you will. When are you going to start doing that? I, you know, when I get a sense of humor. Okay, perfect. <laughs> a sense of something. <laughs> So the emotional pain points are super important. How about repositioning your competition? Like a prominent example of repositioning the competition is when, let's just say Jif brand, right? Jif peanut butter launched the Choosy Moms Choose Jif campaign. Competitors were suddenly repositioned, not on their own accord. They were forced in the, into this reposition, were suddenly repositioned as products for mo uh, as products for mothers who didn't give a damn about the food their kids consumed. What mother didn't want to think of herself as a choosy mom, right? Well, I mean, and, and this is like, um, not to jump into politics here, but, you know, making the assumption of what the target customer is going to feel is actually planting a seed of negativity. So it's a negative-based marketing, but it's the most effective. That's why everybody does it. Right. So, yeah, I, you do it. I do it. In in my business model, I, I use negative marketing without ever talking negative about any of my competition. I do it in general, where, you know, for it's, example. It's implied, right? Well, I'll, I think it's actually a little bit more than implied. You know, one of the benefits of working with a web development company who has trade show marketing expertise is we understand face-to-face -face relationships. We understand how to close the deal. Where to the typical web development company, they're really not used to talking to people face-to-face. -face. Yeah, good point. So that really positions me in my own unique selling proposition, your USP, what every business coach tells us we have to develop, and also negatively positions everybody else. So you brought up negative marketing, and I'm not a fan of, of negative sales, which actually use competition by name. But when you what I meant by implied, it's, you're implying that the competition does otherwise, right? And that's what the, the whole GIF campaign. And, and something else I'm not a fan of <clears throat> is the fear, uncertainty, and doubt, uncertainty and doubt, or like FUD, is often used legitimately by businesses and organizations to make consumers stop, think, and change their behavior. So, Ed, rumor has it, you, you just brought up politics. You're a fan of politics, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I love politics. So... You're probably too young to remember this, but in 1964, when Lyndon B. Johnson ran against Barry Goldwater, he wanted to stoke public fear that a President Goldwater would raise the risk of nuclear war. Like the Daisy ad, which ran only once, showed a little girl followed by a nuclear explosion with a voiceover of LBJ ominously stating, these are the stakes to make a world in which all of God's children can live or to go into the dark. He carried 44 states, took 61% of the vote in a landslide win using fear-based marketing. It's been effective. Um, they're not doing it on accident. So another way is like, so I'm gonna throw some phrases at you, okay? Okay. We're not for everyone. Nebraska. <laughs> no, it was Oklahoma. Uh, membership has its privileges. 
<laughs> I'm still getting back to Nebraska. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Back to throwing these phrases. We're not for everyone. Membership has its privileges. The few, the proud. So obviously you know these phrases, right? I do. Yeah. So near the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid sits self-esteem. People want to feel important, like they're a part of an exclusive group, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to try to promote exclusivity. How do you how, how have you done that in the past? You know, actually, it's an interesting dichotomy. The exclusivity is like in my in the case of my service plan. Uh, I only take so many customers per week. Uh, we, we book them on a monthly basis and I tell them it's a month to month program. You don't have to sign up for an annual agreement. There's no long term contracts required. I even say it's my position that I want to earn your business every single month. And that's that's an honest, authentic approach. Mm -hmm. I never want to be in a position where I can rest on my laurels, if you will. Sure. But I tell them if I'm full, I won't take anybody on. So if you drop off, there's a waiting list. And there's people who want to get onto my weekly schedule. Right. And if that spot is filled, I don't take somebody on. And honestly, it, it has been one of the most effective marketing strategies. And it's a pressure point. That's the exclu exclusivity. That's easier right. for me to say, right? Yeah, the exclusivity factor. Yes. So if I asked you to nail down your number one go-to marketing strategy involving psychology that you virtually use every time, do you have something like that? I do. It, it, again, I go back to humor. Okay. I, I want to make them laugh. If I can get somebody to laugh, it, it brings back the human element. Up until the belly laugh, up until at least the giggle, everything is business serious. It helps drop the, the shield, right? It does. It brings down the barriers. Once I, once I can get them to laugh, then it becomes human-to-human -human contact. Before that, it's consumer-to-service contact. Transactional-based. It's all transactional-based. We haven't built the relationship yet. I don't charge a lot of money to do my services up front. I base everything on the lifetime value of a customer. And there, I'll be honest, there's some customers I've turned away because I knew the lifetime value would be below the initial investment of getting them onboarded. So uh, t what you're talking about now is basically face-to-face, -face, in person, right? It happens on the phone, too. Okay, and what about um, actually digital where there's no human to human interaction. I'll, so I'll admit I'm not very successful in that regard with this particular marketing strategy. Interesting, interesting. So to wrap up, unless you have some um, uh, other points that you want to bring up about psychology, Wait, you, you know, actually I, I I do. It's there's no wrong answer. I I think what's important for small business people to understand. It it seems like it's overwhelming sometimes. You hear people like us say. Well, just do you, this. <laughs> yeah, do this and then this and then this. And before long, you're, you're looking at Maslow's chart and well, how do I achieve self-actualization and what does that mean for safety needs with regards to business and then these colors. And you look at the meanings of all of the different colors and you before long, they just tune out. Yeah. Start with yourself. The, the authentic business is going to be the business that succeeds. If you're faking it, you're just not going to make it. It's going to be visible. It's going to be obvious that you're not really who you're trying to set yourself up to be. So start with yourself. Look in the proverbial mirror, if you will. 
Are you somebody who is, I'll, I'll use uh, a characterization from my own youth. Are you a nerd? Are you somebody who's a wallflower, somebody who's shy, somebody who otherwise has trouble communicating with people? If so, capitalize on that. That's who you are. Right. Go through the color chart not to find the opposite of who you are. Find the color of who you are. There's 330 million people in the United States of America. And the town you're living in, if it's any size, the town we're in, Coeur d'Alene, we, we got 100,000 people in the metropolitan area. We're not going to sell to 100,000 We're not going to sell to 100. In fact, when you look at your business model, realistically, you can probably only service 100, maybe 200 clients a year. So trying to get 100 clients out of 100,000, it really allows you to focus your energies. And the more focused you are in your marketing, the more impactful it's going to be, the more likely you are to find that individual. So commit to who you are. Believe the world needs someone like who you are. And then choose the colors. Hire a graphic artist. Capture that imagery of the personality that you are. And present that to the world. If it fails, so what? Try it, again. Exactly. And, and when I mentioned on how I picked my logo colors, I, I knew I wanted purple and gold. Okay? I, I knew that. So I went and found the attributes of both purple and gold that aligned with my uh, myself, really, and who I am. So now, did you do did you do that because you knew it ahead of time or did you do that because you liked the colors and then you found the personality traits? That yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. I wanted the purple and gold because of the Huskies. I, I'm a Husky fan. Uh, my family has been for years, purple and gold, right? And so I wanted purple and gold. I like the way purple and gold looks. And so I found the traits in both purple and gold. Now, there are traits in other colors that would also um, ex exemplify what I'm trying to uh, exude as Anderson Social Media Solutions, okay? But purple and gold is what I wanted. So I took those words. So to your point, I, I, I knew... I wanted it come from me. That was the authentic me. And that's the key. Exactly. You know, the the element that you provide, the service, the product, whatever it is you provide, the widget that you provide is not unique. Even if you've got a patent on it, um, yeah, I'm going to use the one that pops in my head is PKZip, an archiving routine to compress files to allow them to transfer. Oh, of easier. course, yeah. You know, even PKZip has its competitors. So... It's not going to be unique. What's unique is the delivery of said product or service. And you are, there's only one of you. And your personality, if you use your personality, your unique selling proposition bubbles all the way up to the top. And they're going to like it. People, again, going to my extreme nerd example, the wallflower who has a hard time stringing two coherent sentences together in a social setting. <laughs> They are brilliant when it comes to their particular service. They are not going to be the out, outdoor furniture salesman. They're, that's just not going to be the career of their choice. They're going to be going into a career that is appropriate for that particular personality type. And that is what the person is expecting. They know that that's the way people are. So the, the hard part here is committing to the belief that you will be successful you can truly be who you are in your business. So the world heard you, Ed.
And since yesterday was Thanksgiving, uh, the world is very happy that there was only one of me, that they don't have more than one Phil Anderson. So here Amen. is the... Oops, sorry. Thank you. Yeah, you said that out loud. So we're going to wrap up episode 12, the psychology behind marketing. And uh, think about color when creating your marketing. Know the pain points of your target market and ideal customer. Promote exclu exclusivity and introduce fear. Again, I don't like that one, but uh, it works. It's a necessity. Do you have a quote of the day? I do. If we could sell our experiences for what they cost us, we'd all be millionaires. Abigail Van Buren. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Business Buffet. We would appreciate it if you subscribe to our podcast. And better yet, tell your friends about it. Until next time, stay hungry in business so you're ready for another Business Buffet meal next week. And enjoy Black Friday. Thank you for listening to today's Business Buffet podcast. If you came in hungry for some business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.